Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this special International Women's Day interview with Rowena Bird, one of the co-founders of Lush, a cosmetics company with environmental conscience. We hope you enjoy listening. Welcoming to the show this afternoon, co-founder of Lush Cosmetics, Rowena Bird. Hi, Rowena. Hi. Hello. Lovely to see you. Lovely to have you with us. So can we just start from the beginning? How did Lush come about? Well, it came about because um, the team of us that started the company had been working together for over 40 years. And we had a previous business, which was manufacture and then mail order. And we managed to overtrade that where our customer service was just a little bit too good and expensive. Um, so when that business uh, folded, we then started Lush and went into retail for the first time. So it was six of us who have worked together for a long time, and we had a shop in the uh, in the high street in Poole, which is right at the other end, the wrong end for what any retailer would ever tell you to do if you go location, location, location. Definitely wasn't the right one, um, but it was fine for us. And we started there, and um, somebody contacted us and said, are you still going to make this shaving cream? And we said, no, um, but we can make you some. It's not a problem. And, and he was working with somebody who backed starter up businesses who lent us some money to open our first uh, tiny store at number seven common garden and um and that's really where it all started so we had one in the wrong end of pool high street and the tiny one in covent garden so yeah it was Great. good fun and that was 25 years ago so 1995 wow. so this is your mm. this is your 25 25 year anniversary it is yeah we're silver this year well yeah. done. So um, what was the mission in the early days with the brand? What was the kind of mission behind the Lush products and the Lush shops? Well, our first thoughts were that we would just be happy to have shops within the M25. So, you know, we were a bit battered by um, our, our failure. So having shops within the M25 would have been absolutely fabulous. But by the time we opened on King's Road, we were having so much interest. People were coming in to see us and saying that they wanted to take our brand to their countries, um, Canada and Croatia being the first ones. And we just said, well, we know nothing about retail, really. We're feeling our way as we go. Um, but this is what we do. And you'll have to follow our guidelines. So you have to take our products only and not sell anything else. The products will always be non-tested on animals. Um, all our ingredients, you know, the quality that we'll be buying with our ingredients, the messages we want to give to people, the help that we want to give, no hard sell but advice always so people find the product that's best for them, not just, um, you know, a sales product. It, it sort of, it, there was a lot of sort of standards that we set mm. in those early days and said, you know, if you want to be part of that, and those standards are still there today. We created the We Believe Statement, which has a whole list of things in, and, and those ethics are the ones that we still follow today. The newest one we added to it, really a rad, we never take away. The newest one we added was about all being welcome always. Mm. Um, and that was you know, very much to do with Brexit and, and all that sort of stuff and people feeling unwelcome in our country, and that's not good enough. 
And everything you said is so true because when I step into a Lush, I really feel cared for. It doesn't feel like a hard yes. sell. It feels like a really nurturing experience. So yeah. um, with that in mind, how have you created a high street space to explore more sustainable shopping habits? Um, our shops are made from lots of beautiful materials. Mm. So we're trying to get sort of like low energy produced materials that we use our shops and we're low energy running on those. The products, we've got a lot of unpackaged product. Naked product is very much where we aim to be. Um, hopefully one day, you know, the shops, we do have totally naked shops actually. There's one in Manchester where we don't sell any product that, that comes in any package. How cool is uh, that? Yeah, I mean, it is really cool and the customers love it. But also, customers want what they want. And when they want your dream cream or your ocean salt, and that comes as a, you know, in, in a pot, that's what they want. But with our pots, it's always, we use, we have closed loop recycled um, for our black pots. And it's recycled for the clear bottle that we use. So it's not fancy packaging at all. But what we're using is recycled and recyclable. So, and that's really important mm. to us. Uh, and yeah, we use not wraps for gift things now. Any paper that we're using and the boxes is all recycled card. At every point, we think about what impact are we having, but also what does the customer want. So yeah, we're vegetarian and we're vegan. We've always been vegetarian. We've always had a certain amount of vegan products there, but it, it does that they are getting more and more now uh, because that's what the customer wants. It's all about listening to your customer. Oh, I it's, noticed it's, that you've got vegan perfumes yeah. too. Yeah. Well, you have to because beeswax is a great fixative for, for some of the fragrance ingredients. And of course, a, a vegan won't want to be using um, mm. beeswax. So, yeah, we we can make them without that. You're leading the way. Um, I've got to ask you this because I always think it's a space of magic and wonder. What is the product you're most proud of inventing? Because there's a lot of inventing going on behind the scenes at Lush, isn't there? Oh, there's loads. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really fun. You know, it's sort of like you see um, all the inventors bring in lots of beautiful products. It sits along the table where they've been working on it. And, and some is great and some is just like completely bonkers. Uh, but such a small percentage gets through because, you know, you're sort of always working your way to sort of um, trying to, to get sort of boil it down to the best essence. And it keeps going back and going back. An inventor's job always sounds really good fun, but it's one of the hardest jobs yeah. because you, you get so many knock, knockbacks. Um, but I suppose one of my favourite ones um, that I've invented, I don't invent an awful lot, but when I do, well, I do enjoy <laughs> it. Um, but one of my favourite ones is Magical Moringa. So our buying, the way we buy our um, ingredients, we travel quite a lot. The buying team are very good at being out on the ground, finding farmers, cooperatives mm. and things to buy our raw materials from, which is really important to us and to set up regenerative processes. And I was lucky enough to go on a trip to Ghana where we went to meet um, a guy who had set up a permaculture training school. And permaculture is really important when you want to regenerate the ground. And he was growing Moringa. And the ladies there were telling me about Moringa and how magical it was. But it cured everything. They ate it. They drank it. Moringa tea. They sprinkled the dried Moringa on their food. They made it into soap or creams and put it on their skin. And I came back going, that's it. I've got to use it. I've got to use it. And I've been working on a product which was going to be a moldable massage bar, but I could never get it to last long enough. But it was a great product. 
And so I just changed it, put the magical, put the, put the moringa. Mm-hmm. Magical moringa. Yeah. Uh, yep. So put the oil into this space. And now that's become a primer. So it's something that you can put your moisturizer on. Or if you've got very oily skin, it works beautifully of just sort of um, balancing the oil levels on your skin. And you put that on, it makes your skin really soft. But it's a great base for makeup. Or it's a great moisturiser to wear if you've got oily skin and you don't want to look oily. Oh, it's the most beautiful sounds great. Stuff. Yeah, and I've put two other ingredients in there. The rosehip oil, which is the beauty oil of South America, and jojoba oil, which is a well-known beauty oil as well, which matches the sebum for the skin. So there's a lot of thought goes into it. And then it's the corn flour that makes it feel really, really smooth on the skin. So I'm, I am very proud of that one. I love it. I just love as well that you can just say the products, like the list of products like that, and it just sounds so natural. Um, yeah. Uh, very inspiring. Get down to a Lush today and get involved. Get one of those. Um, oh, but you know what? If you do come down to Lush today, please come with like five or ten minutes to spare and let somebody give you a tour. There is so much to hear about when you come in. We're not just a shop with products on the shelves. We're a shop with stories, mm. and we've got such a lot of lovely stories if you come in and you can give us a few minutes of your time and say give me a tour tell me about what you're up to and you'll just hear so many amazing things which you wouldn't know from just walking around the shop so Rowena you have already mentioned about the importance of regeneration when dealing with your suppliers so can you discuss with me the regeneration agenda that directly supports women and children in education where possible I mean, how is this the case and what ingredients are you referring to? Well, that line that you just said was that was what that was what I wanted to put into the makeup line. Mm. So there you're looking at Moringa again. And um, because part of the project where we get some of our Moringa from actually supports the school. So the farm grows the Moringa and the money gained by the Moringa sales goes to funding the school, funding the education there. Um but the and it's aloe which we get from the Maasai Mara so it's the ladies it's the Maasai women that are growing the aloe while their husbands are tending cattle wow. uh, and um, argan oil which is a women's cooperative in Morocco so um, that's that's where that link is but when you talk about sustainable we decided a few years ago that sustainable wasn't good enough because mm. you can sustain a bad habit sustainability is not necessarily a good thing and the word has been hijacked for masking things that actually are not to the benefit of humans or the planet or mm. animals. So you can sustain a bad habit. So we, we now are working very much towards regeneration because when you're regenerating something, you are putting it back. Mm. You are giving more than you're taking and that is so much more important to us. So when we're looking at our raw materials, we're, re- we're working in a regenerative way with the farmers. So we're looking at permaculture, we're looking at agriculture, agroforestry. We're looking at how they can grow companion plants together, how they can grow a food crop along with a cash crop. It's just it's just so important. You can grow more than one thing in a piece of land if you've got the right things that you're growing together. And that's all about education mm-hmm. and working out. And then they can sell their ingredients, their, their produce, be it an oil, a butter, a nut, whatever it is they're growing, they can sell that to us. But they're very free to sell it to anyone they like if they can get a better price somewhere else. Mm. They're very welcome to do that. But we're always very conscious of paying um, the best price that we can because we're not having to go through a middleman. So we're not paying lots of middle prices. So when you sell something, it gets marked up, it gets marked up, it gets mm. marked up until, it's a, until the next person, last person buys it. So the important thing is, is so, you know, 
say with our Tonka things that we bought, we buy from Brazil. We buy those direct from a tribe in the Amazon and rainforest. Sounds very romantic, but it's very practical. And so we buy the Tonka beans from them. We give them more money than, I think it's 40% more than they would get from the distributor. And by the time we've taken those beans and shipped them over and had them produced into oil, we pay 40% less than we would have paid from if we'd have bought it through a distributor. So it's a win-win. And those are the deals that we're looking for. Yeah, and absolutely having a direct impact on those people that yeah, are selling yeah. those those goods. So really, but we are a business as well. So we we understand, you know, we we sort of we are we are commercial and we are a business. So it's sort of, but we're looking for the win win always. So um, my next question actually includes the word sustainable. So I might change that actually, okay. Marina, to uh, regenerative. <laughs> Do you think? Quick learning, Ellie. Well done. Right. So, how do you keep improving your regenerative footprint as a high street outlet, often responsible for so much waste? That's well, a big we question. Have, um, yeah, we have a whole team of people called the Earth Care Team, and we have a green hub. So, those what we what we've got in those team is a team of incredibly passionate people. Honestly, you just. Once you've spent 10 minutes in their company, you do change something about whatever you're doing mm. because they're just full of ideas. So we've got Ray who goes around each one of the stores and she's looking for ways that they can um, be sort of better behaved, as it were, in their shop. We've got Rosie who goes through every aspect of what we buy when we're putting a shop together. And, I mean, what she doesn't know about shop fittings isn't worth knowing. <laughs> so we're, we're looking at, you know, everything that can be regenerative within that store so that at the end of the life of that store, everything could be taken out, pretty much everything except the walls and the roof, can be taken out and something can be done with it. Fantastic. So it doesn't have to go into landfill. And it, it's those it's those people that are the driving force for that sort of thing. It's sort of always, it's sort of what, what can we be doing better? How can we improve? So we never just think, oh, do you know what? Half our products are unpackaged. Therefore, that's enough. Um, we'll stop now and just carry on. It's always like, how can we do more? How can we do more? And it, it makes us sound like goody two-shoes, really. But it, it is genuinely what we do. And when you when you employ passion in a company, mm. sort of, it can't stand still because passionate people do not stand still. They don't relax ever. Um, this company is it's it's glorious as as much as it is sort of like tricky to be in sometimes because it's just like such hard work. Well, people, please stand still a minute. And but it's, always but it's also disruptive, isn't it? It's also disruptive, yeah. Rowena. So it's always sort of challenging the norm, whereas. I, th- I think yeah. sometimes the, the high street can be be a bit archaic, you know, and actually to have disruptors as part of your firm kind of changes uh, the narrative and means that people are doing their best to make that change. Well, it doesn't. I mean, for, for us being disruptors on the high street, we opened a flagship in Liverpool um, last year um, and then Oxford Street like four years ago. And that was a real major step for us. Mm. It was a big like gamble. It was like, flipping it, what if nobody wants to come in? But it was all about creating a whole um, experience on the high street. I mean, if you went to Oxford Street or Liverpool, there is so much to see. It's so different. In Liverpool, we have a hair lab. You can go and get your hair done in a lush way, which is is way it is different to just an ordinary um, hair salon or you can go into one of our spas completely different to any other spa I've ever been in it's really comfy cozy each one of the treatments has its own music um, it's not white and bare and clinical with whale music going on <laughs> each, each each treatment 
is created in exactly the same way as one of our products is, with all the care and attention and of combining this ingredient with that ingredient. And so we have music that is created especially for that treatment from our own musicians. We have... Um, Sounds very immersive. Oh, it, it, it is fully immersive. So we're going to affect all the senses. So when you come out, you feel like you've been picked up from one place and placed down somewhere else much more, sounds, much more pleasing. Sounds gorgeous. Um, it is. Get yourself down to Oxford Street, <laughs> What are you most proud of with the Lush story, Rowena? Um, the the company, the people within the company that come and work for mm. us. It is just, it's amazing the people that we attract they are it's we have a slogan over the door which is all are welcome always and when you look through the lush business you can see that that's not just words Mm. um because we've got everyone in here and it's just absolutely amazing because when everybody joins together as one it's a very powerful feeling and it's a very, we've just had a manager's meeting, all the UK and Irish managers down in pool. And when you look out and look at all the faces of our managers, you just think, bloody hell, we're lucky. They're just the most amazing, incredibly positive, supportive group of people. Um, And then it flows into the support teams, the manufacturing teams, just everybody. You know, there's so much passion in the business. I'm really proud of the, of the people that come and work with us and choose us as their livelihood. Fantastic. Now, um, Rowena, um, if there was one regenerative tip or, um, sus- I'm going to use the word sustainable, but, but if there is a, if there, I'm going to say that question again, Elsie, sorry. Um, sorry, Rowena, one question again. Um, if there was one tip for every household could adopt from your kind of agenda your regenerative sustainable ethical agenda what would it be Rowena what as a personal one or a lush one as I think for someone to take home to take something from your DNA from lush's DNA to to adopt in their own home what would it be I think um, so from a sales pitch, I suppose this will sound like, but it mm. really would be to come in and look at the naked product and give those a go. Mm. Because if we can reduce the amount of packaging out there, whether it's being, you know, recycled, we say recycled and we think that's all right, we can buy it, it's recycled, that's all right, we can buy it, it's made out of paper. It's not good enough, that attitude. It has to change. We have to be using things that have, you know, bring your own bag with you. Don't take another bag. You don't need it. Mm. And then buy something that works just as well for your hair, your skin, your body. But it hasn't. It doesn't come in a bottle or a box. It's sort of, you know, it, it's just take responsibility, please. We're offering you the options here. Please give them a go and break from the norm of just going to the normal. Don't just go to the normal shampoo bottle of shampoo because you always buy your shampoo in a bottle try a shampoo bar see if it works for you because if it does you are going to save three plastic bottles from going into landfill if you use one shampoo bar and it's as simple as that it's think about the changes you can make i mean there's the other things use loose tea leaves go back to loose tea leaves we always used to use loose tea leaves take a fold up bag which takes up no space and you can put it in your jeans pocket if you're a guy if you know you're going shopping take a bag with you don't take one. Um, it, it, don't use bin bags. Such, you don't have. 
you know, it's just basic. Turn the tap off when you're washing your teeth. Don't flush the loo if you don't have to. Um, it, it's all those little things. If, you know, people just think, well, if it's just me doing it, it doesn't make any difference. No, but if there's a million of us doing it, that's a huge difference. So be part of the big crowd. Don't think of yourself as being alone and insignificant with, with your behavior. Be part, think of yourself as part of the bigger picture because we are all part of the bigger picture. So you can make a difference with every little thing you do, every time you don't take a bath, every time you buy a shampoo bar, every time you have a solid bubble bar rather than a bottle of bubble bath, every time you do something like that, you are making a difference. Be the difference. Oh, such wise words there. And can I just shout out to the Jumping Juniper um, shampoo bar? <laughs> it's an absolute game changer. It's a beautiful product. And actually, once you start doing it, it's just a choice. You you, you never go back. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, it, it is simple. It is simple. But I, you should try the um, Jason of the Argonauts because it smells of Rose Argan. And Rose Argan body conditioner is also something else that I'm very big fan of, having invented that one too. So um, I think you should just, you need to go and smell our products. People get positive, mm. they think, oh, it's such a smelly shop. It's not actually. It's a free aromatherapy treatment. Walk in, breathe deep. What you're breathing in is beautiful essential oils. The whole time, say, come in, have a free aromatherapy treatment with us. Come and sniff some products and then ask about the beautiful oils that are in them and come and find out the stories. It's, it's well on a miserable day like today mm. you could pass a good half an hour in our store and come out with a big smile on your face mm. and you don't even have to buy anything come in and just wash your hands for goodness sake yeah wash yeah, your hands guys come in and wash your hands with some beautiful soap you don't have to buy anything we're just wanting to see people come in and enjoy the shop Thank you so much, Rowena. It's been fascinating talking to you this afternoon. That was Rowena Bird, co-founder of Lush. So big thanks to Rowena for talking about regeneration and sustainability on the high street. Keep it locked for more International Women's Day goodness on Soho Radio.